Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast, conversations for transformation. Hello, everyone. This is Rick Thomas with Life Over Coffee. Thank you so much for being here. I am going through my book, The Cyber Effect, and this is chapter four. It's called The Disinhibition Effect. I'll explain that in just a moment, but I do want you to go to our store at lifeovercoffee.com and get that free digital download called The Cyber Effect. Maybe one of the most important books that you will read personally if you're married, of course, and if you have children, your whole family unit, uh, unit, and of course doing Life Over Coffee with a friend would be outstanding as you talk about The Cyber Effect. So get that digital download. This is Chapter 4, The Disinhibition Effect. Do you know what that is? It's the concept of sharing freely and without any fear of risk. There is little inhibition about vulnerability. I talked in the last chapter, number three, the stranger on the train effect and how easy it is to talk to someone that you've never met before because there's no grudges, there's no bitterness, there's no unforgiveness, and it's easier to talk with a stranger on the train than it is to talk with those that maybe you haven't worked out all the conflict and uh, there's this air of frustration or an attitude of frustration with them, and so it's harder to be weak or vulnerable or humble with them. But when you meet the stranger on the train, you could just talk ad infinitum. You are are disinhibited by talking to them. And again, this is chapter four, the disinhibition effect. There's a lot of syllables in that word, and I'm struggling to work through it. But the stranger on the train, he can't hurt you or, well, that's what you believe And so the possibility of being vulnerable and lacking perceived risk is part of cyberspace's bait to lure us into its net. In real-world relationships like our families or the local church, it's way more challenging to unlike somebody. You just can't push a button. When bad things happen and hurts accumulate, we have to deal with them biblically or not and Many times we don't. I mean, how often have you read on Facebook that someone said something unkind and never uh, confessed it as a sin or they never ask as they come and ask for forgiveness? Sure, me, me neither. It would be exceptional for Christians to clean up their cyber dust-ups on social media. I mean, the norm is hit and run, cyber collisions, because they don't have to interact with those annoying people in real life and space, and so they are disinhibited, and they'll say anything that they want. The disinhibition effect releases you to say whatever it is that's on our minds many times, and many times we would not even say those things to that person face to face. But real world relationships take work. They are tedious and we offend people. That person who does not connect well in real space can be a chatty Kathy online. Why is she like this? She's had too much hurt in her real world relationships. And by the way, I would just caution all of us that before we judge her too quickly for a lack of transparency in the real world, that perhaps we think about this perspective. Maybe that the next time that you see this person in the church, you know, before uh, judging them for isolating and being somewhat withdrawn, maybe we could just simmer on this thought that this person has been hurt one too many times. 
Perhaps we can be a difference maker in this individual's life, drawing them out of cyberspace and into real-world relationships by our example. Hurting souls are everywhere, especially in the local church. Perhaps there are reasons for connecting online, and maybe those reasons are defenseless, but there are reasons nonetheless. Real life is strewn with broken people, while Facebook and other socials is full of folks who prefer false intimacy, and that is exactly what it is, because it's not a 360-degree understanding of that individual. Uh, on socials, what we do is we put our, our best image forward while keeping everyone at cyber's arm length. Social media is like a drug to the hurting, desperate soul. They want community. It's part of the Imago Day. God is a community and we are made in His image, but the local community has burned them too many times to keep returning to it. They become Christian cynics in cyberspace. I use the drug analogy because that is what drugs do for the person with an addiction. They're looking for an escape to satiate a desire. They get high to get away from it all. The social media addict spends their time on the net getting away from it all, or at least it's a perception of that. It provides them with Communal intimacy, again, it's a false intimacy. But I understand the temptation. I mean, it's like porn in that it's quick, it's accessible, and it scratches an itch. But it does not come with the baggage and disappointment of fallen relationships. When a person embraces the disinhibition effect, they can unwittingly plunge into a darkness that they never perceive while blaming everyone else for why they are doing what they are doing. They become victims, but more than that, they become a a victim with a portal and a pathway to stay victimized. This is uh, cyber effect number four, the disinhibition effect. Let me ask you a few questions as I wrap up. Number one, what is the disinhibition effect and why is it relationally dangerous? I trust you can answer that question now. Number two, how do cyber relationships provide partial satiation to our Imago Dei communal communal desires? Number three, why do porn and social media, or what do porn and social media have in common when it comes to striving for a relationship and the perceived satisfaction? Number four, have you succumbed to the disinhibition effect? If you have, what would be your first step in breaking free? What do you need to do to break that habit? And then finally, number five, is there someone you need to speak with because of something sinful you said to them online? If there is, would you do what you can to speak with them? Cyber effect number four is the disinhibition effect. Thanks for joining us. Learn more and get access to other resources at lifeovercoffee.com.